Hey everyone, Lindsay Linton Buck here, the Project Director of Women in Wyoming. I'm so excited to share with you that I will be debuting the portraits and interviews that I've captured over the last couple of years, producing this series at the Buffalo Bill Center of the West in Cody, Wyoming this fall. The exhibit will debut October 25th, 2019 through August 2nd, 2020. If you're in the Cody, Wyoming area, please stop by. You'll have an opportunity to check out this work person and celebrate the achievements, power, and learned wisdom of Wyoming women today. To me, power can be unlimited things. To me, it's just being strong, being independent, being that person that you know that you can be with all that is within you. I'm Lindsay Linton Buck, and you're listening to Women in Wyoming, where I talk with inspiring and influential women around the state and learn about their lives, journeys, and how they got to where they are today. This is Chapter 3, Power. This time, Climb Wyoming, a statewide nonprofit dedicated to empowering single moms by providing free job training and placement in communities around the state. I talk with their founder, Dr. Ray Fleming Deneen, Climb's leadership team, as well as their incredible moms to learn about the power of self-sufficiency and vulnerability as a pathway to fearlessness. Here's Dr. Ray, founder and executive director of Climb Wyoming. So much of my mom was really always working with those that probably didn't have a sense of themselves and she just had so much hope for, well, everyone. She just had this hope and could see the potential in everyone. Her focus was really about helping those understand their strengths and weaknesses in learning. So it was just part of the core of her. And one of her first contracts was with the women's prison in Lusk. When we were younger, she would travel back and forth to Lusk once a week to provide the psychological services to those women inmates in Lusk. And she would go through every winter storm because those women only had her providing those psychological services. And the mental health assessment that we use to this day with CLIMB was developed with that warden at the Women's Center. And the focus was really helping those women understand about themselves right when they entered prison so that the time they were there for their incarceration that they could learn about how to make a difference in their lives and these women primarily the majority were mothers and so they cared so much about getting out of prison and being the mother that they knew they could be or needed to have the hope they could be so I was so lucky to have mom be my mom and learn with her about just the potential in in everyone and especially single moms. You obviously had this amazing mentor, your mom. Did you always know as a kid, I wanna follow in my mom's footsteps or was a part of your journey discovering for yourself that you wanted to go in a similar direction? Yeah, just the opposite. I think I was a typical kid, (laughs) not wanting to be like my mother at all. So um, I thought my mom, psychologist shrink friends were weird. So I (laughs) just thought, "Ah, I'm not going to become a psychologist. My undergraduate work was at the University of Wyoming in business management, and then spent time abroad in Brazil, learned a lot about the culture of poverty from just living that life for a year with poverty like we don't see in the United States, and then getting my master's 
just learning within myself that yeah, I probably more like my mom than than I, I thought I was. So what was your master's that you pursued in counseling? Okay. So I did get my master's in counseling, then then went on to get my doctorate. Later to know I was probably driven more by what I learned through her through mm-hmm. those years and the mentor she was for me. When did Climb first start? Well, Climb was born in 1986. My mother and I were working together. I was still working on my doctorate. She was a psychologist in private practice and the government came to us and said our job training programs nationwide are really not working for those most at risk and do you have some thoughts for us? And of course we spent time talking to them about what it really takes for anyone at risk to succeed and that is really understanding what gets in the way and their barriers so we just said could we be part of helping you learn what it takes to really help those that struggle to really have a different opportunity in their life so we wrote our first grant in 1986. Was the job training a part of that programming or was it more just the group counseling model? Oh yeah job training always has to be there and I feel if anything we've done really well is that a job is a job. We're going to find out before we start a program where there is a job. We do that industry research up front. There isn't a program without understanding what employers need in order to really create the opportunity for a a job that's going to create self-sufficiency for those women. One thing that's really cool about CLIMB is a lot of your job training is in non-traditional fields like truck driving and welding and construction. How did you go about integrating the job training part? Our business liaisons that we have statewide and every one of our six sites, they year-round are building a relationship with employers so that they understand what this hire can be like. And the luxury of, of what we provide for employers We have specific training based on their needs. Employers appreciate the readiness portion that we really have structured so well. The unique piece was blending that with what we knew the women needed to Mm. succeed on the job. So if you don't attend to what gets in the way of success on the job, then you're not creating an environment for self-sufficiency. Climb is... You know, three to four months, three months of the intensive training. We're with the moms early on, and of course later during the job placement, we're so connected to the moms, but it is pretty intense, and and we can do that. We as women, we as individuals can really take advantage of an intense moment in time to do our work and do it well, and it changes our lives. My name is Brenda Zuniga. I was part of the CLIMB program in one of their original classes in mm-hmm. 1989. I was young. I ended up having four back-to-back. I ended up getting into some trouble, so I was away from the kids for two years, that I would never be away from them again. While I was gone for the two years, Ray and her mom would come visit me. Going through CLIMB, I think I learned a lot about myself in being more confident with myself. I've made decision to even go back to school again. and just never to give up, always keep going. My name is Amy. I have a 18-year-old son and a 14-year-old daughter. If you want something, pursue it, go for it, be passionate, and never give up. Just never stop learning and hold your head high. 
women need to have that strength and that voice and that courage knowing that you know they can overcome a lot more as well and hold your head high walk with confidence knowing that you can do anything you set your mind to own the world one fact that i found quite astounding was 40 percent of wyoming single moms with children under 18 live in poverty which is a pretty huge percentage. Why are they the highest to experience these rates of poverty in Wyoming? Yeah, it's, it's just that we know that moms are typically the custodial parents of their kids. So if there's a child and a birth, that the women are the ones that are, are carrying the responsibility of parenting that child. That alone, especially when a mom is not stable or haven't had enough experience in their life or not a not in a place in their life where they've had an opportunity to stabilize their employment then they're going to struggle so poverty is typically with single mothers Mm -hmm. and their kids and um, they're most at risk for living in poverty so as we think back 30 years ago that's why mom and I said let's target the population that's most vulnerable most at risk for living in poverty, and let's really target that intentionally. My name is Shaylin. I had a kid out of high school and didn't have much to go off of, so I found that I can do more and get those better jobs and go to school so that I can get even better jobs. If your life is completely unplanned, period, (laughs) you can still do better and go forward and Try to better yourself. You can just push yourself to go farther and do better, especially for your kids. My name is Sarah. I have two kids. They're four and seven, both boys. I drive a concrete mixer. I love my job and I'm able to buy my kids what they need and get enough food and not struggle. I was so scared to get into a truck and It just, it teaches you self-confidence that you can do anything that you put your mind to. Don't make excuses. Just put the effort in and it's going to pay off. Climb does really have this transformative effect on these women. So what are the key elements to the programming that help them tap into that potential and then let them take their lives in a new direction? I really appreciate that question. And through these 30 years, we've learned that Climb is based on practice, practice with the moms. The moms have taught us how to run this program. We didn't start high level with disruption of poverty. We started with just listening to the moms because I didn't know how to alleviate poverty. That's a really big task. And when you just bring it to the individual mom and bring those groups of moms together, that's how you learn. So. I think if anything, we are built on the practice of what makes a difference. And so the moms have taught us how to do this work. I don't wanna take credit for anything that they've accomplished in their lives. They have taught me time and time again. They still do, day in and day out, they teach us how to do this work because they know about their lives. Mm -hmm. And we provide the environment and the opportunity for them to have a space in their life that they've never had before. They can do their work. and. We intentionally do that, and Mm. we have a structure for that. So I think, if anything, we do that better than most. Well, and that space is so powerful just to have that pause to reflect and learn and then reframe. I love what you said about the moms teach you and inform you of where to go next. What have been some of the biggest lessons you've learned 
from these moms or how they've informed CLIMB's programming over the years? The biggest lesson is that it is not easy to create that safe environment. The moms aren't responsible for creating that safe environment. CLIMB is, and CLIMB is staff. The majority of what we do is with our staff. We are direct service, so if there's struggles or conflict with the staff, it's not safe for the moms. So we are consistently looking at team dynamics, training for that consistently. We have operating principles that demand that we're open and direct with one another so that we learn to be able to handle what comes through those moms' lives. We encourage their conflict because if they can do that with us, if they can struggle with us and have conflict with one another, then they're going to be better set up to succeed on the job. My name is Misty Savage. I'm the Cheyenne Program Director. My job is to oversee the, the Cheyenne Program and the model of CLIMB here in the Cheyenne site. And I'm Valerie Arias, the business liaison, job training, placement, and job skills. So this chapter where CLIMB is featured is the theme of power. When you think about that theme, what comes to mind for you? I think for me the power is in the women and what they overcome in their short period of time with us and paying it forward. You know, our graduates pay it forward tenfold. I mean, they really do either in their work coming back with us, graduates now who are in a a place where they can hire and they have great positions and they've moved, they're continuing to move up in their career and now they hire our moms and they convince, you know, they convince others to hire our moms and that's pretty rewarding. I think what's also really rewarding is when I don't know, I'm just thinking about the mom that comes in pretty regularly because her son, because he says he wants to come in and say hi to us. So he was impacted by how his mom was impacted when she was in the program. And so that is also really exciting. Those are wonderful. And so running into graduates in general is awesome. And what they're doing with their children and helping their children. When I think about, you know, the, the power that these women find it, it could look really small to other people, and it's not. You know, their power is so big, and it's so big within. And so I think just that individual power that oftentimes their moms don't know that they have. And the power in CLIMB is being able to shine that light on, on the power that, that's within them. Every single human being has this mountain in front of us and representing what life, challenges, the ups, the downs, all of it. Some of us are at that, the base of that mountain completely naked. And that's what we are in poverty and not having the tools or the resources or whatever to go there. You've got to be able to show your vulnerability and show where you are that leads to, I think, that confidence. My name is Artesia. I'm a single mom. I've been a single mom since I've had my daughter. Since I've gone through the program, I was placed at Cheyenne Regional Medical Center. I'll be with them for five years in December. I don't live paycheck to paycheck anymore. My kid is able to do all sports that she wants to do. We just have a better life now, and it's a wonderful thing just because I can do those things for her without having to worry and stress about it, so it's great. I am home to tuck her in at night, making it to her sports events, and so just being able to spend more time with her is good for her and good for me because I get one-on-one time with her that she needed. To me, power can be unlimited things. To me, it's just being strong 
being independent, being that person that you know that you can be with all that is within you. You're never alone. Always express how you feel. Talk to someone, you know, always say hello. You know, it's don't be afraid. Encourage one another. I'm one of those people that is always one to empower other women. There's not, I, mean, I have no shame in helping empower other women. I think that that is something that needs to be pushed and be brought out more, help another person out. My name is Irene. My life before CLIMB, I, I really didn't have a life. I, I just was, I was lost. I'm gonna cry. <laughs> my son saved my life. He was my miracle baby. I was on drugs. I was in a bad relationship. And I had no, I was just stuck. Power means to me what you have to reach down inside of yourself mm -hmm. and find. Because you may be in a point in your life where you feel like nobody cares about you. You don't have anywhere to go and you want to give up. And you can reach deep inside of you and you could just grab it and you can pull it out and you can use it and get your self together be where you're supposed to be and then once you hit that point you have to share it with the world to help them be powerful because they have it too just have to find it you can do it you, you have to i love being able to go and do things with my son without having to ask anybody's permission without having to borrow money or, and to invite people to go with us because i have enough money to pay for them too it's just wonderful i feel so powerful i drive a dump truck I drive a transfer truck as well. And I also make new roads, new parking lots. My son's so proud of me. I think the most important thing is no matter what your situation is, you're a woman, you can do it. If I can do it, anybody can. I did it, so mm -hmm. can you. What is your greatest piece of advice for how we can all tap into that potential within ourselves? It's through getting in touch and trusting our emotion and our vulnerability that we learn. So the women are just wonderful models for that. They are fearless and they teach us through their vulnerability. Making sure that you really take care of that space in your life. To make sure it's not just the moms that, you know, we create that safe space for them. We need to create that safe space in, in all of our lives. Yeah, I just so value having a space in my life to make sure that I, I can do my own reflection and make sure that I can be vulnerable too. How do we create that space, that safe space to be vulnerable? You have to be brave enough to ask for it. And if you don't have those around you that understand what you're asking for or can do that for you, there's lots of others, especially women, that mm -hmm. we have in our lives or that Whomever, we can ask that of one another. We need to ask that of one another. That was Dr. Ray, Sarah, Amy, Shaylin, Brenda, Thal, Misty, Artesia, and Irene of Climb Wyoming. I want to thank Noah Stark, owner of Nest Boutique in Jackson Hole, for sponsoring Climb's profile, as well as Jessica Jane Falsing, who helped me capture the mom's interviews for this feature. To see Climb's full profile and portraits, visit womeninwyoming.com. That's womeninwyoming.com. 
You can also follow my journey on Instagram at Women in Y.O., that's Women in W.Y.O., or on Facebook at Women in Wyoming. The Women in Wyoming Multimedia Exhibit will debut in partnership with the Buffalo Bill Center of the West in Cody, Wyoming, October 25, 2019, through August 2, 2020. The exhibit will feature large-scale portraits, an audio soundscape, and interactive components celebrating the achievements, power, and learned wisdom of Wyoming women today. Visit womeninwyoming.com to learn how you can help bring the exhibit to life and sponsor women in Wyoming at the center of the West. Additional funding for Chapter 3 comes from the Wyoming Community Foundation, the Equipoise Fund, and Center of Wonder. Momentum is our nonprofit fiscal sponsor. I'm Lindsay Linton-Buck, and you've been listening to Women in Wyoming. 